Welcome to another episode of Rough Talk VR, a weekly podcast with in-depth game reviews, exclusive developer interviews, and the latest Oculus Quest news. We join our hosts, D Scruffles and Stratus2k1 today as they spend another episode breaking down and discussing the Oculus Quest virtual reality world. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Rough Talk VR. We're joined here today with Jeff Bull Jr. Uh, Jeff, I'll give you the opportunity to, you know, tell our listeners a little bit more who you are. I believe you'll do a little bit better job than me on that one. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, my name is Jeff Bull Jr. And I am a VR developer. I work on um, Black Box VR, uh, virtual reality gyms, and I work um, for Don't Look Digital, creating experimental horror experiences for VR. Awesome, awesome. And it looks like you just had a, a new project drop pretty recently, right? Yes, we did. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's called uh, Don't Upset Bobby. It's um, This is for uh, Don't Look Digital. Um, it's a small studio over here in Boise, Idaho, consisting of myself, a programmer and tech artist with uh, a 3D modeler. And we have um, an awesome sound guy out of the UK. And um, back in 2019, we created a um, it's like a puzzle, an experimental like puzzle horror game. We kind of like called it like a horror Jenga. Um, we kind of we we built it out over a couple months in like some free time in 2019 and then kind of forgot about it over the past couple of years just with everything going on. And then uh, we decided to kind of bring it back up, put a little bit of polish on it and uh, put it out there because it was a it's a fun little um, project and we were curious to see uh, how people reacted to it. And and it is available on app lab, correct? That is correct. Yeah. It just released an app lab last week. Um, and it's free. So it's probably like five to 10 minute, uh, game, um, where you can, I mean, depending on how good you are, you could probably beat it in like five or 10 minutes, maybe longer. Probably um, taking me like 25, 30. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's out on App Lab. Uh, you can either search for it as Don't Upset Bobby, or you can head over to um, either like my Twitter or the Don't Look Digital um, Twitter or website, um, or just look it up and we'll point you straight to it. Yeah, we always try to tell people whenever it's an App Lab game, you got to be so specific in how to find it if you're not using, you know, just searching through Google with App Lab. But the typing is unforgiving. Um, oh, totally. How, how, what was your, was it easy for you to get your game on app lab? Cause we've heard um, varying stories of degrees of difficulty in getting games published or getting yeah, them onto the site. We actually didn't really have, um, a problem. I was lucky enough since, you know, app lab has been around long enough that I was able to kind of pick up some of the, I guess, learnings from other developers putting their applications through app lab. Um, I've also had experience publishing um, applications on various other digital stores as well that have their own handful of requirements. So it is something I'm, I'm familiar with and made sure that our game had, you know, passed all the checks that they required. But yeah, luckily for us, we didn't have any issues. We just shot it out there. It did take a handful of weeks for them to to get it through their review queue. Um but yeah, they sent an email like last week, like on Monday or some or Sunday or Monday or something like that, and said, "Yeah, it's 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 available." And we're like, "Oh, sweet!" So <laughs> we uh, we went to the socials and started posting posting about it. But yeah, n- no, no, no big issues for us. No, that's that's good. You know, we've heard some some difficulties with some people trying to get their games on there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess they were saying it used to be easier, and now it's become a little more difficult. And also, uh, something that we heard from uh, another developer at a time, he told us that you know, it's even though it might be a little bit easier getting on App Lab, the the official process to get onto like the uh, the actual store isn't the most clear. Have they given you any outline on that? Of like, hey, if you want to get on the official store, you know, you got to do X, Y, and Z, or is that not even something you're interested in because it's kind of like a ten minute game? Yeah. Um, it is something that we're not super, we're not pushing for. We haven't gotten any, 
um, messaging or contact from them about getting it out on the official store. And it's not something we're necessarily pushing for. Um, I kind of figure, yeah, if, if people, you know, if we get a reaction that seems um, big enough to warrant maybe fleshing it out more then I think official store is something we would target. But I have heard, yeah, that official store release definitely uh, is, is more involved for sure. And what made you guys go the free route? I mean, granted you say it's, you know, 10 minutes or you could maybe whiz through it even quicker, but why free? I'm, I'm always curious with the price points or the lack of just like what the mindset was. Cause obviously you invested your time and other people were talking four people uh, spent mm-hmm. their time. I believe three, right? Three people for this project. It was yeah. Three. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Which is another thing we found out. I always thought every game that was developed was, you know, this huge studio with hundreds of people and the massage tables and foosball. T- I, but <laughs> I'm, I'm quickly finding out that, so many of the developers, it's they're really small groups. But I digress. So the to the price point, I mean, what was the yeah. decision making behind? Let's just give this away. Yeah, for the for the price point for Don't Upset Bobby. Yeah, we just decided for free because, in all honesty, we're working on some other projects right now that we're quite excited about that will probably warrant a different kind of pricing and different kind of marketing push and different kind of like release effort. Um, and since don't upset Bobby was more of like, it was like 90% finished probably in 2019 when we kind of like left it alone. <clears throat> and then, um, so when we kind of pulled it back out from the dead or whatever, we, uh, it wasn't like a ton of effort that had to be put back into it. Just a couple of things to get it, uh, up and running for quest and quest two. But, um, yeah, it was just it was just small enough and we didn't want to have to worry about, you know, are we like giving people value for such a small experience? If anything, we just wanted to get something out there to uh, since we're a small studio, just to experience more of, how, you know, what does a game release on App Lab look like? How do we market something on App Lab as an unknown studio? Um, you know. What kind of correspondence can we have with Oculus? What's the path to the store, like the official store and all things like that. So if anything, this is like a big experiment just for us as a studio and just for, I guess, other people just to try it out. We think it's like a neat little fun thing. So um, it was just kind of a a big old, let's just let's just see what happens with it. And then um, hopefully we can use the findings from releasing this um, to help inform us on the current projects we're creating. Um, and then, you know, the other, the, the other chance of if people like this project enough, do we divert resources to expanding it out and making a, a larger, you know, probably more full scale release on it. So kind of a lot of it was just kind of, we don't feel like it's worth, we don't feel like it's worth putting a price point on it with its current scope. And then we also just kind of wanted to experience getting it out there and get all the learnings that we can from it. No, that's actually that's an honest answer. Yeah. yeah that's I mean, fantastic. That's smart. That's something that we have talked about before that like, Hey, you know, that would be a smart move if a developer did this to get experience and kind of get their name out and then come out with a bigger project. Come out with the big guns afterwards. It, yeah. It sounds like that's exactly what you're doing. So, yep. So perfect. I mean, the game yeah. is get, it's got what? 4.4.5 stars now. Not a lot of actual written reviews. It's but got still five four. ratings right now with, I believe, of those five ratings, four of them are written reviews. So that's a pretty good ratio of people rating it and actually leaving a written review too. But yeah. only, you know, a lot of these app lab games, you never really see them with more than a handful, but 1530, still. Right. unless it's like crisis regret or something like that. No, right. it, it does look, I mean, we checked it out. It does look like a fun game. I mean, we're a hundred percent going to play it. I know he's <laughs> going to play it. Yeah. On the, on this show, we kind of have like a series of episodes where one, you know, we interview developers such as yourself. Another one where we, you know, review official Oculus store games and another series of episodes that are all about app lab games. So I, I think this is a perfect candidate yeah. to fit, fit that third Fits one there. the bill for an app lab review for sure. Yeah. I would no, love it, to hear, I would love to hear what you all think about it. There was a, a handful of learnings that we had to do with it. Um, and it's interesting seeing, um, some of the feature requests that we've gotten already for it. Like a lot of people are wanting a snap turning, which, I hadn't thought about it being like a big deal because I guess like to put some to put some background on the game, 
it's it's all like a, it's a room scale game so it's similar to how job simulator works where based on your um based on your play space size it'll size out the environment to hopefully fit that um and so there's no like snap turning there's no teleporting or anything because i wanted it to be as immersive as possible and like lower or i guess increase the comfort for people being in it but we've gotten a handful actually quite a few people requesting snap turning anyways which is really interesting i'd be curious to like hear how often do you guys use snap turning and does it depend on if you're in a quest game or like a wired if you're tethered to something i'm a smooth turning guy yeah okay i always if if i've got the option for smooth and it's defaulted to snap i go right to the smooth that's that's my opinion do you feel like that's um a requirement for um vr games it's a nice bonus i would hate to say requirement for anything because i'm on the i'm like couch quarterbacking anybody's (laughs) hard work and passions at that point but i i love the options i mean i get why some people like the the snap some people like teleport which i absolutely my least favorite I like the smooth because it feels more real to me, but I also get that some people get a little motion sickness, can't handle the movements. And I do think that there should always be some sort of option to artificially move besides moving only your body, such as using the analog stick. Yeah, I think it adds, in a weird way, it adds immersion. Sometimes I think if people are spinning in a circle too much with the headset on, it it like triggers motion sickness. Or for people who, um, I always say it like a lot of games, people like to play sitting down in chairs, just... Yeah, so they're not able-bodied necessarily to to stand up all the time. That is that is true. That's something that um, we're trying to be cognizant of in our current projects that we're working on is to make sure we kind of have those accessibility features in there. And that's the one thing I was wondering with like Don't Upset Bobby, which is which is one of the reasons why I'm glad we released it how we did and getting some of these learnings because I was like obviously accessibility is important this game was so small in scope that we just we're just going to release it and kind of gain some learnings from it like i've been saying but uh yeah it is true that like i think more people than i think we realize do play these vr games sitting down or if they're um you know not able-bodied like you know other people that it can be pretty difficult to even just play games in vr at all and so having some of those features, I think, are pretty important. Um, yeah. Which is, yeah. I won't lie. Sometimes if I get out of work at 9 p.m., I'm playing at 10 p.m. for an hour before bed. After working, you know, a long day, I, I don't always want to stand up and play. Totally. If that no. sounds dumb, you know, but like it's like uh, sit down, you know. The option's good. And I, I've become a believer with VR that the more people that can get to experience it regardless of their own you know physical abilities the the better for everybody totally i hate hate seeing that you know there are some games where there's people who just they'll never be able to play it because it's just not going to work for them but to have that ability or option i mean that's always huge totally yeah i agree so are you able to talk at all about what some of these other projects you're working on are or is that a little hush hush (laughs) oh no no yeah Definitely, we can talk about them. Luckily, since we're just a small studio right now, we don't have any like obligations with any like publishers or anything. But like, um, maybe that'll change one day. But uh, yeah, right now we're working on this, the one that we're working on right now that I'm pretty excited about is we're working on a. It's gonna be like a I don't know how else to explain it except for a VR I guess music video, but it's gonna be way. It's not it's not like a typical music video. It's like a it's a VR experience that's going to be about five minutes long, um, potentially longer. That's going to. I guess you're going to experience a story, Um, so it's going to be potentially like a linear experience of you experiencing a story that's happening to you um, accompanied by, I guess, a musical score. that will kind of we're trying to go for full full like fat immersion and i know that like that's just like a super vague term but i guess currently the current the current pitch of this project is um you're on the moon and you're gonna suffocate and die um in space 
And so we're taking some elements of those pieces as well as some potentially supernatural sci-fi themes and combining it with uh, some pretty intense like audio immersion. And uh, this is like a lot of vague wording right now, but this is like kind of the project we're working on. We're hoping to get it out here in the next couple months. We're getting pretty close and I'm getting pretty happy with how it's looking and how it's feeling right now. But I think our current goal right now, if we can pull this off correctly, um, we're hoping that people like take off their headsets like they saw a ghost, um, <laughs> which some of our preliminary, I guess, demos of this experience have shown that people do uh, walk away from it like that. Um, and so we're hoping to see like, is that just anecdotal or is this going to affect people in a larger scale like that as well? And so it's kind of our goal right now is kind of like, once again, another marketing maybe piece that we put out there, try to turn some heads, um, get some more exposure on don't look digital as a whole. Um, and just kind of filling out the waters. Um, like what do people want from VR? And so like, I think that's where the the medium, while it is growing and growing and growing every day, there's still a lot of stuff that's un, you know, undiscovered, different kinds of play styles that haven't been tried yet. Um, and so we're just kind of in that realm trying to see like, what can we make in VR that is entirely unique to VR? Like if it can be made outside of VR, then, you know, like, I guess, I don't know. We're, yeah, we're just trying to do that thing where we're trying to make something uh, as immersive as possible, I guess. So you're, you're, you're going for the gusto with it then. We're going for the what? <clears throat> you're going for like, you're going for a home run with it then. I think I th- we're trying, we're trying. It, it I, sounds like you're, you guys are trying to do stuff that come together is going to be a full onslaught experience on like nothing anyone's had in VR yet. Correct. That's the hope. That is the hope. I, at least I haven't experienced it or experienced something like it yet. I've experienced some things that are close. Like I've experienced a few like music videos and a couple different, like cool trippy visual experiences. Um, but we are hoping that this taps into something a little greater. Um, that maybe makes you feel like you're actually um, you're not witnessing this experience. You're in it. Um, oh, this is good. Yeah. This excites me. I'm always, I'm always <laughs> so shocked about the, the things in VR that like I end up loving the most. Like I went into VR for gaming and like, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the people, you know, a lot of other people did the same thing. Uh, and they're kind of skeptical to try these other things like film experiences and things like that. Like we watched Madrid Noir, which is a film on the the Quest store, and it brought tears to our eyes. And like now, I'm like, oh my, oh my goodness! It, there's more than just games in VR, and it's like I think you know stuff like this that are kind of cutting edge. It's gonna not only bring new people to VR, but it's gonna surprise a lot of people who didn't think that that's what they were looking for. If people open their eyes and and give it a shot, you know. Totally. That's kind of yeah. That's kind of what we're going for. I mean. And that's the other thing too. Like we're a small studio, we're like really small, and so like we can't compete with uh, you know the likes of creating like a population one or an onward <laughs> or a you know not owned by Facebook yet. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Like we can't compete on that level. So like, what is something we can do as a small team that can really give a good punch for you know what we have to offer? Um, and so we're going to try it. We'll see, you know, who knows, maybe it'll come out and it'll be like, just, it. you know, maybe it'll be really awesome. Maybe it won't, but that's okay. That's kind of what we're, we're just having fun experimenting right now with uh, the studio. We all, you know, with our, our current day jobs, we're all working on other various things too. So with don't look digital, it's definitely more of a, let's just make what we think is cool. And then hopefully other people think it's cool too. But if not, at least we think it's cool. (laughs) So (laughs) that's kind of what we're going for. Um, And I think there's still like, I think there's definitely some untapped potential um, in VR as, as when it comes to like games that are not shooting and like, not like, I guess like, I don't know all the other like rhythm games and stuff. Well, I love those games for sure. There's definitely still a bit of a, uh, there's a bit, there's definitely undiscovered space there. And so we're, we're trying to dive in and see what we can find. Uh, again, I'm, I'm shocked by what I love in VR. 
like uh, totally. weird things. I'm like loving ca- everything in VR. Yeah, like casual sports games, I, I, board games, anything. Board games, I think, is an untapped market. I think that that's the oh, future. Demio showed that. Yep, it's yep. Like even Monopoly in VR or like even simple card games, even Dude, anything. Remember the, the game Life when you grew up? That yeah. game, you know, I mean. Life in VR would be with like visual animations on the, the yeah, oh, I agree. It's, it's definitely a virgin market and it's got nowhere to go. I mean, to me, the more mainstream, the better, just get the, the people with the headsets, get them on. And it's more people. Yeah. That I'm, I'm, I just, I wish everybody could experience it. And then once you try it once, there's no way you're not sold on. It's a different, it's a different life. It's legit done properly. And you're immersed into whatever you're doing. It's, it's mind boggling to me. Ah, uh, yeah, it's. I'm definitely, definitely in love with the medium. It's probably, I don't know, potential. I don't know what would be unhealthy, like an unhealthy degree of obsession. But uh, <laughs> it's definitely like super fun, um, just experimenting and yeah, trying out as many games as possible. And it is right, like the games that I I've never been a big puzzle game person, but in VR I love puzzle games. Like I played through all of like Red Matter. And I'm working on the room right now um, and uh, various games like that. And yeah, it's true. Like, it's just so different in there. Uh, just soaking in the world and interacting with objects. Like, you can just lose yourself for for tons of time. Um, and you can experience and enjoy games that you wouldn't have otherwise, I feel like, experienced or enjoyed on, you know, flat screen or whatever else it might be. No, that, exactly, 100%. If you're enjoying puzzle games, too, highly recommend uh, Rodent People Origins. That's even like, you can do it single player or co-op. It's like that's a, a small studio. That's a small studio, too. It's like a one-person dude on App Lab. It's a, a, a one-level escape room. That's like, it It took us a couple couple hours of gameplay yeah, to beat. if you don't cheat and try to Google anything, it's actually a pretty good experience. And it's co-op, so you can play it with a friend, too. That's a, that's one I highly recommend as well, if you're enjoying the whole, uh, that genre right now. Uh, clearly, as you put out a, pu- a puzzle game. Definitely you know? a oh, totally. game, too. Yeah, what, what, is it, what is it called again? I was just going to note it down. Rodent People Origins. Rodent You play people as like a, a mouse, like a humanoid mouse. Yep. Sweet. I'm excited well, to try I it I guess out. a rodent. <clears throat> Fun. No, it's a good um for an escape room. It was, and again, it was something that like obviously we've never seen this before in VR, like done this way. So I would, I would, yeah, I'd recommend it. It's fun. I'll check it take, out. I'll shouldn't take it more out. than what twenty minutes, thirty minutes if you're on your e game. Yeah, if you're like us, it'll take a couple hours. The developer has an actual VR studio in Lithuania where people can go, and I think they book an hour time. You can go as a group, and he's got it all set up in there, and then you can. A virtual escape room yeah but i i that's love what awesome. you guys are are doing too with testing the market and stuff that's genius that this this is the time to do it while it's kind of virgin all right throw out a little 10 minute tech demo of this genre 10 minute tech demo of this genre and then like kind of what gains momentum is the one that that sticks that's that's a genius idea totally yeah that's what we're that's what we're trying to do it's also it's a little easier to do too as a small studio um with a small number of people just trying to keep the scope small um you know yeah i'm putting out these small little experiences yeah see what sticks because uh you know as a small studio and we're totally self-funded it's kind of hard to i mean we could go dive in and start developing something you know and spend the next two years on it um but i don't even know what the what the next two years in vr is gonna you know, bring as far as trends or quest four. <laughs> yeah. Quest four. Like is like the new valve standalone gonna, is it gonna exist or not? Like things like that. Like, I just don't even know like what games will be popular. Will beat saber still be pop, you know, the top seller or whatever, or will it be somebody else? Um, you know, things like that. And so I think beat saber will be like space invaders was to the old Atari. Oh, totally. I'd be like, oh, remember that game? How cute that was! <laughs> I wish I loved rhythm games <laughs> the way so it's many fun, people man. do. I get, I, I get good entertainment out of it, but for some people, that's like their biggest time sink. It seems. I, I wish I got every, you know, different strokes. You're moving muscles. Yeah. Oh, hey, it's a good fitness one too. <laughs> it is. It is true. I definitely use Beat Saber a lot during uh, when 
during quarantine, uh, just trying to use that for my cardio. It's a good time. It is true. But yeah, there's seem, there definitely a lot of rhythm games out there. I don't know if people are getting tired of them yet. They seem like they're doing pretty well. But I wonder if that'll that'll change or not. I mean, every yeah, everyone's I've seen the drum one that's similar to Beat Saber, but it's drums. And then there's like a space mm-hmm. one. Yeah, I agree. I mean, eventually any market will get saturated, but it'll always right. probably be. Oh, remember Beat Saber. So, hey, <laughs> speaking of working out. Yes. I know um, I know you've got a project that involves exercise, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So the other the other thing that I'm working on um, is if you're already not working on enough. This is a big <laughs> right. This is actually exactly. a really big one. Yeah, this ahead. one um, is with uh, Black Box VR, and we are creating, yeah, virtual reality resistance training um, gyms. Um, and I guess like the pitch for this is we have a robotic cable resistance machine um, that provides uh, around 240 pounds of resistance. Um, and we're working on ones that have higher resistance as well at the moment, but we combine this machine with, um, a full fledged MOBA, I guess you can use all the buzzwords like MOBA RPG (laughs) style, uh, VR game, um, that, and we combine these two things together to create like a competitive landscape, um, and cooperative landscape for, I guess, virtual reality fitness. And so you, you come in and to one of our locations, you strap on the headset and for 30 minutes you are in, uh, you're doing a workout and you're doing chest press and you're doing squats and you're doing deadlifts. Um, and I guess the, the gameplay is it's you versus another opponent. Um, and you are, as you work out, you're leveling up. You're leveling yourself. You're leveling up your different attacks. You have different champions you can deploy. Um, and for example, like when you do a chest press, you shoot like a fiery laser out of your chest at your enemy. And you're deploying these. It's almost like a tug of war where you're deploying these champions against each other. Um, and you are doing workouts to destroy each other's champions and structures. Um, and so we have, I think currently we have eight different exercises right now. We have uh, a deadlift, chest press, squat, overhead press, lat pull down, bicep curl, and uh, a tricep push down. And so you're using a combination of all of these exercises to actually do attacks in the game versus your opponent. Um, and when you're, when you're uh, consistently doing these you know, booking these sessions and coming in and working out um, just as you would any other gym, you're leveling up your character. You have like teams you can be on with your friends. You can, uh, you know, you can like uh, with like a whole like social, social aspect of the game where you can be like chatting with your friends or seeing each other's progress. Um, And we have all of the, I guess the data tracking you would expect from a virtual um, digital fitness experience that we then use to progress you in the game by increasing or decreasing your weights based on your progress. So we have a full blown AI that handles all of that. So you don't have to change your weights manually ever. It all just auto detects what you can do and what you need to do to gain like that progressive overload to i guess increase your strength um and so as you're playing through this game as you're coming back you know through the weeks uh we raise your um i guess we raise your weight and we raise the intensity and we change the intensity curve for you while you're playing to try to get you the best fitness experience possible no that's genius because i think one of the the hardest things that people have in exercising is like oh what's the amount that i do that's appropriate they they either feel like they're not doing enough or they're doing too much that they're going to get injured and this is all resistance bands not like free weights which vastly in my opinion lowers the chance of injury or anything 
So mm-hmm. that's genius. It's like constantly adjust based off of the progress. That's yeah. That's awesome. That was going to be my question too. If it if it will acknowledge if the same person comes weekly, that you know, hey, this person's obviously no becoming stronger and live better. adjust. That's that's and not live adjust and saves the info for next time. That's, that's and if that's if I'm genius. correct, when you go to one of these gyms, each person has a, a hundred square foot room that's theirs. That that's their workout room for that they time have, for the. Yeah, they have, uh, we have these, we have, yeah, everyone has their own private booth when they come in to these gyms. They're about, um, probably about 10, depending on, depending on the location you go to, they're like 10 to 15, um, squared, um, feet rooms that you're in that, uh, has your own machine and your own, um, headset. And yeah, it's totally privatized, um, as you're in there. Um, and so we, we have a, a companion app that you download for your phone and that stores like you can look through and see all of your data, all of your progress. You can see how much weight you've been lifting, um, you know, your caloric burn and all of that stuff. Um, you can, there's tons and tons and tons of graphs and data. So if you guys are big fans of that, you'll love this app, but, uh, yeah, you go in there and then you book, you book your workout appointment. So you just say like, Hey, I want to work out, you know, tomorrow, at 9 a.m. before work or whatever, um, you just book a time and it reserves a slot for you. And then you walk in. You don't have to talk to anyone. You just walk in, get into your uh, walk into your room and do your workout and then leave. Um, it's all handled inside of the app. So it's definitely an introvert stream in that sense. No, that's perfect for like uh, I was saying it to, to Stratus before. It's like for somebody who's always been like a little antisocial like hesitant to work out but like addicted to gaming this is the the perfect excuse to gamifying there's i like the motivation there's a reason to if i mean i enjoy working out but if i'm not motivated i'm not working out and i like gamified progress i like rpgs too so it's like this is right up my my alley (laughs) oh totally and that's the one sorry go ahead Oh, no, I didn't mean to cut you. I was curious, and you don't have to divulge prices because I'm sure it might vary per location, but is the price comparable to current gym memberships or is this more of an exclusive? Like a CrossFit membership or something like that. Correct. Yeah, so it it does depend on your location. So we have a combination of different locations where some of our locations are purely, this is a black box VR fitness um, gym, like a training facility. And we have different pricing for that compared to we've we've partnered with um, a gym chain called EOS over on the West Coast. And we've slotted in like a hand. We have a handful of booths in each of their gyms over here on the West Coast um, that piggyback off of their gym membership. And so depending on i guess like with their gym membership it kind of depends on like you can tack on like the black box you know package or if you upgrade to a certain um membership tier for them then you have access to the black box facilities but we do have a range of i guess pricing for different people and it kind of depends on like how many times you want to come to the gym weekly like if you're only going to come like once it definitely is a lower price um and if you want to come you know, like four or five times, six times, seven times a week. Then we have like an unlimited subscription. But the pricing currently ranges from if you're going to one of our locations, our pricing ranges, if I remember correctly, somewhere around forty dollars to a hundred and hundred ish dollars, give or take, depending on like what tier you want to uh, subscribe for. And then for the EOS locations, I do not remember how the pricing works. Uh, is that is that there. monthly or per per session? Uh, monthly. Mm-hmm. Oh, how many how many sessions do you get in a month? Well, that, they have the unlimited. Yeah, that's true. I guess it depends. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Membership. I don't exactly remember. That's actually pretty f- affordable. That's that's a little less than I was imagining, to be honest with you. Yeah, we're we're definitely um, still kind of. I think I know we are. I know we are like we're trying to feel out what the price, how the pricing works for different people. So that's what we kind of have like a spread right now. But we do want to try to be competitive with other gym chains for sure, and making sure that you get value for your, you know, your money. One one of the things that I think 
we like one of the things we have that I don't think a lot of people realize is that we essentially have a personal trainer with you every single time you work out um, with the AI, right? With the AI, like it's handling, um, yeah, like your weight, um, and yeah. So, sorry, I'm a little jumbled right now, but like, yeah, we we essentially have like a personal trainer with you in your in your sessions. We have an AI that's like talking to you throughout your sessions. It's adjusting your weight. Um, it's adjusting some of the intensity curves for your workout. Um, it's able to deliver those metrics for you, so you know you know, where you might need to improve or things like that. And I think that's something that's highly valuable in our experience, even if you take away all of the, you know, other technical advantages that we may have over like a traditional gym is since it's all digital and we can track your basically every movement, we can really dial in like your form. Um, I guess like your, your frequency when you're doing your reps. Um, we can like tell if you're going slow or if you're going fast, we can tell if you're, you know, kind of cheesing the reps <laughs> or, um, if you're in a bad formation, we will literally yell at you. Well, not yell at you. The AI you will very kindly tell you that you need to change your form, uh, and get into a better, you know, formation or else you're going to hurt yourself. Um, as you know, they always try to tell you when you're working out, you got to make sure your form is good so you don't hurt something. So we have all, that, all, all of that stuff. Yeah. We we were um, watching a video of the the gym that you're talking about. And my own, I, I was talking to D Scruffles. I go, man, I go, I absolutely love this idea. But my only concern, if I were to have one, is what does it do if you have bad form? You know, because to me, that's so important. So you just, you nailed it. I mean, I, <laughs> whatever, whatever I thought, might have been the only criticism I'd have with working out like that went away when you said that it actually will. Yeah, he was like, what happens you. if you're cheating and not doing full extension? Right. Well, do, I guess the AI will tell yep, you. Yep, we'll let you know. <laughs> we'll let you so, know. Um, so you mentioned you play can like join with friends on teams and stuff like that. Uh, can you play at the same time? Obviously in separate booths, but like, can you work actually on a team in the same battle? Or is it like just tracking your progress together comparatively? At the moment, you cannot. But that is something we're actively working on. That's kind yeah, of yeah. I would join. I mean, we're in the East Coast. It's only on the West Coast. Man, if me and Stratus here could join and like oh, and try to be the best team other? in the country, we'd be jacked. We'd be there oh, every day. Totally. Yeah, that's one of the things we're super excited about. It's kind of our it's our next push right now. Is we're trying to we're trying to make the experience more social because um, VR can be a little without those social features can be a little antisocial, which some people like. And so we, we are keeping, you know, if you don't want to be social at all, you can totally do that. But we're in, we're adding these features right now that allow you to like join as like a team or I guess, you know, other games will call them clans or guilds. We'll have different uh, features like that. We have, we're building seasons right now for the game. So um, our first season should fire off sometime uh, this year. Um, and, so we're going to try to like, we're trying that model out too, where we're going to have different various, you know, uh, consistent seasons that you can gain loot from and experience from. And you and your team can try to be the best team for that season or the best team overall in different categories as well. And we are working on a multiplayer feature where you can go in and play cooperatively um, versus, you know, uh, whatever I guess like enemies you're going against. And we're also working on a feature right now to have competitive multiplayer where it's you versus someone else. Um, so all those are all the things that we're working on at the moment, um, which I'm super excited about. Oh, that's going to be a great esport. So, so like, I'm jealous here. Like I said, we live, we're in the East coast. It, it seems like mainly West coast. I saw like Idaho, some California, some Arizona, uh, are, what's the expansion plans? You're going like the Chick-fil-A route, keeping it exclusive, or you're trying to go McDonald's, you know, <laughs> two, two in every town, you know, franchise. What, yeah. That's the route. What's the, what's the plans for expansion? Nice and slow. Or are you kind of trying to I'm get not, more in the, the, you know, East coast, middle America? I do know. I do know right now we're going a little slower just so we can like, we're kind of doing the thing where we're increasing our locations, but through that we're iron, ironing out you know, various, um, various things that we're, we're seeing as we're expanding out more and more. 
And so I think we're right now we've gone a little slower just so we can fine tune the system and make sure it's working good for everyone. Um, and then as far as like the expansion plan after that, I do know we're trying to get black box into as many people's areas as possible. As far as the plan, um, I don't know, actually, <laughs> this, this is where this is where I just go. Oh, I'm just the, the programmer on the game. Um, some other people <laughs> above me are making all those decisions, but I do know that we're trying to get it, you know, get it to and as the, many people as possible for sure. The response to it, how's it been? It's been good. People um, who we have some pretty hardcore um, members for sure. Like people who get into it, um, they get really, really into it. And like I was actually one of those people before I joined the company. Uh, handful of years ago with one of their first locations i started going and i got obsessed um to the point where i was like let me work on this thing because this is awesome i want to add you know there's like this weird bug there's like a really minor little visual like bug that i was like noticing and uh it hadn't been fixed because it was just so minor like who cares about it but like as soon as i joined i was like i need to go fix that because <laughs> like i want the power to come in here and like work on this thing and bring it to as many people as possible because it is it is definitely so cool and people have been really enjoying it um you definitely get a you get definitely get some people who come in and play it who maybe aren't like you know they're just more old school they prefer their you know their metal weights they prefer you know the gym you know the more traditional gym experience and you know totally get that um but we're noticing a bigger uptick in like definitely the younger crowd especially the millennials the i guess the gen zers um people like that people who've kind of grown up with technology as a core pillar in their life um we're seeing some really good response from people like that especially gamers especially you guys mentioned like gamers who like they don't want to go to the they don't want to go to the traditional gym like that has you know that that fitness model has failed them through whatever reason and so we're trying to you know open up fitness to the people where if fitness hasn't worked for them yet um i think you're seeing that in like vr in general you're seeing lots of people getting into fitness without even realizing it through like beat saber or you know um pistol whip and then even getting into some of the more fitness centric titles like supernatural i think people are really realizing that vr is a really great way to get your body moving i think vr is the future for almost even up to and including work trainings me and this guy always talk of well imagine if a company just sent you a headset with everything you needed to know and you could actually do the job for 40 hours on a headset it's all recorded everyone knows you know how to do the job send the headset oh, back, totally. show up to work on Monday morning and you're you're you know how to do the job. So there's Definitely. there's huge. I'm just glad that people are being responsive to this. I'm the type of person that working out is good. But again, it bores me. I'm easily not motivated to work out because I know nothing is going to change. I'm going to go in there. I'm going to do three sets of this. I'm going to then work on this. It's going to be the same scenery. I'm going to see the same people in the gym every time I go. Um, where this at least is an experience. You're getting to do something, you're getting to play something. And the, the byproduct of that is you having to actually work out to make it all happen. And see, I'm the opposite. I, I, I'm a martial artist. I work at a gym. I, I work out every day. And even for me, I mean, this is exciting. I wish I had a booth in my home to be honest with you in like oh, my basement totally. or something. Go, go. I'd probably be on 10 hours a day. Well, the, the fact that it can set up in, in that kind of space I mean, you think sooner or later the homeowner, I mean, granted, probably much more expensive, but I don't see a reason why a homeowner couldn't have something like that in their house. A home booth? That's a genius. Home booth? No, oh, you know what? I, yeah. On the multiplayer aspect, I was wondering if there was any future plans for the different gyms, if they're going to have clans or guilds or different teams, if they could have gym on gym tournaments to see what, which black box VR gym is taking the <laughs> crown this year is, you know the champions in whatever genre or whatever thing they got going. Oh my God. So much potential Esport leagues. This is no, it's, it's absolutely genius. I would, I would recommend people check out the website though, because it's pretty detailed. You can see it go down. There's definitely I, tons of potential. Yeah. For the, for the gym is, yeah, we've actually talked about all of that stuff with the multiplayer, like 
how cool would it be if it was like the Boise gym versus the San Francisco gym versus the, you know, Phoenix gym or whatever. And then, uh, you know, that, those are the, some of the things we're, we're trying to work on. We're trying to help build that community. Um, and what's cool about it, like you were, you were saying like with the gym, like coming in and it being the same and stuff. Cause, um, I'm a big gym goer myself. I've always enjoyed, um, working out and it, what's fun about black box is yeah. Like you get gym updates. It's kind of interesting. Like you can come in week after week, but it's slowly changing. Like we'll add new features, new enemies, um, new exercises, uh, you know, different rewards you can get new gear. Um, you know, we change up this, we have right now we have 10 different massive arenas that you fight in that you kind of progress through. So even the scenery changes as you're coming back and we're trying to give you some of those, like, I guess, dopamine hits and those progression hits because fitness can be a more long-term, um, I guess like process from to see change. And so I think through black box, we can show you change right away and we can even gamify it to the point where, you know, at least your character is leveling up or your different, um, attacks and, um, you know, years leveling up in the meantime. And then as long as you're just kind of focused on that and focus on just playing the game, you'll just get stronger, um, in the process and you won't, you don't have to focus so hard on like, Oh, is my body changing yet? Like, are my arms bigger yet? You know, or whatever <laughs> you just play the game and eventually you're gonna be like, Oh wait, I'm like lifting way more than I was when I first came in. I also, you know, am looking, you know, more in shape or whatever than when I first came in. And those are the kind of experiences we're trying to create. I'm calling it right now. You expanded the East Coast. Rough Talk VR going to be the number one player <laughs> in the, the system. No, I, I oh, love the competitive access. But I, I've also noticed psychologically, like, and I always use the the running example when I was younger and I'd run. If I ran on the road, it would I would never run far. But if I ran in the woods where it's just a constantly changing environment and, you know, maybe a little music, it felt like I could run forever. I never felt tired. So I'm wondering if there's some same psychology going on with the VR when you're actually working out. But if you didn't have that other experience going on, you'd never pull it off as well. That is, that is true. I think one of the things I think that's beneficial about black box VR is it's almost more of like a sport rather than just like another fitness machine or another fitness, like, uh, I don't know, routine where, you know, when you're playing certain sports, you aren't thinking as much about, am I getting my reps in or whatever, you know, while you're doing the sport, even though like when you're, you're running a lot or you're jumping or you're, you're moving in these different ways, you're getting that physical activity out of it. Um, but your main objective is to, you know, win the game or do whatever you need to do inside of this game. And with black box, it's like one of those things where, yeah, you can really push yourself, um, harder and farther just by playing the game and try, you know, I need to take down this guy or whatever, or I need to destroy this like gate or this structure. Um, and so you can definitely be pushing yourself. And I think, what is it, is it, what is it called? Like time dilation? where it feels like a shorter amount of time than it really is. Like that stuff happens for sure where you're, you know, you're in the, in the booth and it feels like 10 or 15 minutes, but you've actually been in there for 30 minutes or things like that. It's over before you know it. Um, so there's definitely a lot of benefits there with, I guess, being stimulated by the rest of what's going on. No, I'm a, I'm a believer. And that's one of the reasons I think they always showed like, movies on airplanes just mentally distracts you from the hours you're sitting in a chair just flying and then you watch a movie and you're like oh we're already there so i mean if if people can get that psychological benefit and they're getting a real workout and i mean i saw the video it's it's a legit workout it um, definitely is you get better it gets better so you're not cheating the system i i think it's phenomenal i was actually shocked at how many locations are currently currently out there i was like oh they might have a test location but no there's a bunch so I'm, I'm hoping we can taste it. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I hope, I hope so too. So I know you mentioned that you, you're a big fan even before you started working there, actually. What's your progress been? Like, were you, were you a fitness fan before, you know, have, have you noticed yourself in much better, you know, 
physical conditioning, muscle tone, cardiovascular? Like what's been your personal progress using this? Yeah. Um, I guess like the progress that I've had at black box has been pretty awesome. I've had a bit of a, I've had a bit of a up and down fitness experience, I guess in the past couple of years, like I definitely, I received an injury last year, which kind of definitely ruined a bunch of progress. Um, but like before that I was gaining quite fast. It was pretty awesome. I was really happy with my growth, like definitely gaining strength, um, muscle tone for sure. Um, and that was feeling awesome. It was really good. I've always uh, enjoyed just going to, I guess, the traditional gyms before that. And even still to this day, still, you know, one or two days a week, I'll hop over there in um, addition to like my black box workouts. Um, and so that's been really fun. And that black box is just so awesome, like seeing the uh, the progression, like when you look inside of your apps, like you'll see like, oh, wow, I definitely gained quite a bit, like as far as like all my, I guess, like different exercises have, um, increased in weight, um, for me relatively dramatically, which is pretty fun to see like over just being able to like go so consistently, which before I'd always have problems with that. Like I'd go for a few months and then like fall out again and then go back and then fall out again for whatever excuse it might be. Um, but what's like really interesting is like last year had some injuries in my hands and which had me stop for a while and I had to lower a bunch of my weights. So it's a little sad. You look at my app right now and you see like this awesome graph going upwards and then like a steep decline from when I had to lower my weights. But what's really awesome about that is I've been able through like black box and it like slowly progressing me over time. I've been able to get it back up to the point where you see in the graph, I'm back to where I was before um, currently today. And it's continuing to, go up and it's just really awesome seeing that progress and like it can be easy you know when you're like when you're bummed out about your progress eventually too you can always kind of look back and see like the historical um data showing you where you are and like oh no i didn't you know do as well relatively this time than last time but you're like i'm still doing pretty good though <laughs> which no, is my, my mind just exploded for like high level athletes and stuff like hey I, I i've injured myself you know i've i've had knee surgeries and stuff like that and it's like uh, you always have that question, am I back to where I was before? So if you had data of where you were pre-injury and now, you know, you come back from injury, you're going to see yourself, you know, lower, but you see yourself work fully back up. That's huge for athletes and physical mm. therapists. There's a lot of potential with this software. I definitely think so. I mean, I've actually been able to use VR for my own physical therapy as well. Like sitting at a computer and stuff all day, you get into these certain, you know, these certain um what do they call it i guess like postures and stuff that you know definitely can hurt your body over time but like getting into vr and like doing things like the climb and being able to like you're reaching up and down like you're moving your shoulders in different ways you're exercising you're gaining mobility there like with beat saber you're moving your i mean you're just moving your body in different ways than a lot of us do in our day-to-day -day lives when we're just sitting around watching tv or playing video games we're kind of in like this hunched over arms forward in front of you position um, for like a lot of our day and like using VR to break out of that, I think is super awesome. And it is true. Like with black box, like having all that data, it is like encouraging to see like, Hey, I'm back to where I was before. Like you see the drop off, you see the decline, but you see the build back, like the build up back to where you, know, you were like, you know, post injury or pre injury. And it's a really cool thing to see. It's, it's really nice to have all that data. And we, um, we actually did do a, we did do, um, a stint with the, have you guys, uh, heard about the fan controlled football league? No. Fan so, controlled. Yeah. You should look it up. It's called FC, FCFL fan controlled football league. Um, right. Super that down. Sorry. I said I'm writing that down right now. Yeah, write it down. It's a really interesting um, thing. They, they're doing it again this year, but they stream it on Twitch and it's like a smaller, a smaller version of football in a couple of couple different ways. Like some of the rules are slightly changed and like I think the field's smaller and the teams are maybe slightly smaller, but they take all these um, athletes from various teams and I don't exactly know all, all the logistics behind it, 
but they take it all. And then you as a fan, you sign up on their website and you vote with everyone else on what plays they do. So I guess they don't have like someone who's calling the plays or whatever, but you vote on the plays that they're doing in the game to help, I guess, with their team. And uh, we were, uh, were lucky enough to, uh, we had our, we had one of our booths over there um, at their, I guess, where they were playing their games and like they were using it for their um, day-to-day exercises and stuff, which was really cool to see. And it was really cool getting the data from that. I, I think the whole thing, I when I'm still kind of wrapping my head around the therapy thing. Cause that's the whole aspect. I never even thought of. Yeah. But no, that, that football league, I was just, I was even just Googling it real quick. That sounds insane. That's awesome. <laughs> There's so much potential in this uh, digital the, world. Yeah. It's so mm-hmm. much untapped stuff. I want to jump jump off topic for a minute, and I love asking people, especially developers, because I know they're always burning at both ends. But what do you actually do in your own spare time? Do you actually have downtime, or are you constantly jumping onto the next thing in your downtime? Um, lately, it's actually I've been I've been trying to relax. It's one of those things where it's like it definitely can be easy to fall into work for sure, and you're just always working on like you know, whatever you think is cool at the time. So like in my downtime, if I'm not, you know, working at doing black box stuff and I'm not working on don't look digital stuff, you know, I'll try to be, I'll be playing VR games here and there. And then I think like lately, lately I've been trying to enjoy just like leaving the house while we can right now, I guess. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully it stays this way where we can keep leaving the house. (laughs) So I've been trying to take advantage of that. But I think in my in my free time, it's definitely just trying to hang out with friends and hang out with my wife and like been watching um, a lot of like sci fi and stuff lately. I finally just started watching Westworld. I don't know why it took me so long to <laughs> start watching Westworld, but we just started that, uh, which is awesome TV. I don't know why I slept on it for so long, but but it's definitely that. um yeah, it's like trying to hang out with friends, like playing board games. We always like every weekend we have like a board game night with our friends and we're just hanging around just like playing. I think we play like we play a lot of Catan and Uno, like really simple board games, but just stuff that's just fun to play casually. No, casual board games with friends is always one of one of the best. Uh, so another question that I usually actually start these interviews with developers with and I somehow managed to evade it just the way things goes. I usually like to ask, like, what's the, how did you get into VR? Like, what was your first VR experience? And then also, like, what what are some of your favorite VR games? I know you mentioned that you game a lot. Yeah. Um, my first VR experience, technically, I, I, w- I tried out like a, um, what was it? The DK2 at some, some tech conference event that i was at for some work thing back in the day and like i hopped in i was in like was i in like a x-wing or something i was in some sort of spaceship and i was like well that's kind of cool but like didn't really think about it too much because i think back then whatever headset i was using it was more three doff um and it wasn't you know it was like cool it was cool but like i actually hadn't didn't try vr until i uh i was working um, at a company, um, working in building various like demos um, in the Unity game engine, and I went off to a Unity conference that they had. So I was trying to like learn all about like all the new engine features and all of the industry whatever. And uh, they actually Microsoft was there, and they gave the developers um. When an Acer Windows Mixed Reality headset, um, and I brought that home and put it on, and it was mind blown. So this was probably like in 2018, I think, like not that long ago that I actually fully got into VR. And playing through that and having the controllers and experiencing VR in that way, that was mind blowing to me. And I, I just downloaded everything I possibly could. I convinced all my friends to buy VR headsets. So we were playing like Pavlov. Um, what's the game where you were uh, in a submarine? Um, Iron Wolf, I think. Um, I don't know if you guys have played that one, but like you're, you're going back years then. Yeah. Yeah. Iron yep. Wolf was awesome. That's where I think yeah, you, we were, you we were part of the quest Two generation of, yep. 
didn't jump on it until the quest two dropped. been watching for years just didn't have a pc gaming computer so mad jelly for years i'm like i just i can't drop four grand you know that was definitely like that was a hard piece for like some of the friends because like some of them their pcs like wouldn't run it very well it kind of ruined a little bit of vr for some of them who like and they were so glitchy with all like the windows mixed reality stuff like back then like it kind of unfortunately ruined vr a little bit for a few of them especially uh, like the google glasses and like the cardboard mm-hmm. vr stuff mm-hmm. exactly it's like <laughs> people don't like they thought that they tried it but I'm like no you didn't really no, try you it. didn't try <laughs> and the, dude i've had people hesitant to try a quest 2 because they've been like no i tried the cardboard and it's like dude i know what the quest 2 is a mobile processor but no it's come not on. it's not even fair the to quest it to the other stuff the quest is probably my favorite product of all time like the questing quest 2 i am in love with my quest 2 i use it so often and i try to like probably spend way too much money buying quest games where i only play for like an <laughs> hour to like experience it and then go off to the next one where like and that's what i'm doing now i guess is like i'm just like trying to download all you know whatever i can you know i i use the excuse oh it's research <laughs> but uh, that, that's how we ended up with this podcast yep <laughs> yep yep exactly now i have to own it all yeah yep indiscriminately oh, too just to review it you know totally totally yeah i i'm having a i'm having a good time with it now but yeah like with quests like lately i've been playing a lot like population one of course great game playing beat saber might have um, to squat up sometime yeah totally we're, we're big, we big play pop a lot one of fans pop one. Most definitely. Yeah, we definitely need to. Um, and I need to try out the new. I haven't, I haven't uh, tried out the new um, Kingdom Age update yet. Have you guys tried it? Yeah, yeah I, I like it actually more than season two. Yeah, it's OK. It's, I like it's it. Sweet. I don't necessarily like going to the kingdom because no, because it's you're going to die. Everybody goes there, but <laughs> oh, I like totally. the, I like the progression they put into this game. It's not stopping. And the map detail in the, the, the new areas is beautiful. But I won't oh. spoil for you. That's a it's a good time. Highly recommend right. it. I'm gonna try to hop in later today. It's uh such a such a good game. But yeah, so I'm just like I'm just playing everything right now. Um, and then I oh I recently I don't know if you guys have tried. It's a PC VR game, but Lo-Fi. Um, it's being worked on in early access right now. But I hop into that one as they make updates to it, and it's just a beautiful game. Uh, the environment you just soaking it up just feels so good it's such a great experience for sure no that's i i mean we'll we'll wrap things up in a minute too because i think we'll end up going three hours at this rate you know but (laughs) i can i can imagine as a developer too it's like there's no reason to not just do quest to quest focused games in terms of like yeah no marketability not even just making money just getting your game out you know the quest is they've it led to me and him, you know, me and Stratus. It, it, it's created such a big new market of of uh, accessibility well, gamers. And I'm let's at, be honest, the price point. Yeah. For for you to be able to just, and I mean, you can't buy a, a new generation console game. I mean, it's like $1,000. So, I mean, the, so you can get a Quest 2 for a couple hundred bucks, 300 bucks. Boom, you're in business. I mean, that's that's amazing. Yeah. As a developer, Quest, Quest is pretty much, at least for us, I think it varies depending on the developer, but I think most developers, if you're developing for virtual reality and it is a consumer facing product that you want people to actually play, um, I would say most developers are developing for quest and that's what we're doing. Our games are developing for quest with, with PC support, you know, like we'll add it in like later kind of a thing, but like quest is definitely the main priority making sure like our entire graphical pipeline right now for don't look digital, which has changed pretty dramatically since don't upset Bobby. But for the new stuff that we're working on, all the, the whole graphical pipeline is created specifically for quest. All of the graphical features have been like fine tuned to work um, on quest because that's just, that's just what that's just the platform that's hot right now. And I think will be for, considerable amount of time um not to mention it's my it's my favorite vr platform i think going standalone no cable it's just that's just how vr for me was meant to be experienced like the graphics and stuff yeah they're 
they're worse than a PC, but we'll get we'll get there. Like we'll get you know. I mean, dude, I, I grew, I grew time, up but... as a kid and a ball was a square. <laughs> you know, the best yeah. they could do is a square and yeah. we loved it. So, I mean, to know that the quest is, is going to go nothing but better. I'm assuming more powerful engines will come down the road. Mm-hmm. Developers will be able to do more and just the progression of things. It'll just look better and better and until it just feels real, I guess. I know I, I couldn't agree more, but Jeff, I think uh, sometime in the future, we're going to have to have you back on just to, even if you don't have a new project coming, just kind of bullshit, shoot the shit a little bit about VR. Would love to, would love to. Thanks for having me on guys. No, I appreciate you taking time. I know you, I, one of the reasons I ask what people do when they're not doing their developing, you get a glimpse of their life is kind of stacked. Even if your downtime <laughs> is with family and friends, it's like, it still happens. So for you to spend an hour with us is pretty huge on our end. Yeah, no, it's uh, the other thing I do. I just love talking about VR too. So I'm, I'm happy to be on here to just, just chat about it because I know that some of, some of my friends and my wife are like, all right, we've heard enough. <laughs> uh, I, I, I understand that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got to always shut up at the dinner table and stuff. Oh, and to my, even sometimes for some of my friends, like it's all you talk about, man. I get it. Get out of the, get back in the virtual or the real life. I'm, I'm not gaming all the time. I just love to talk about it. Yeah, I think I, <laughs> I think it'd be great to have Jeff on again. Not, again, we don't even have not to talk about projects; just talk about VR in general. I would, Maybe. I would, I would love to. Yeah, hit me up sometime. Uh, All right, perfect, perfect. On again for sure. We'll have to plan the next one. So, thank you again, my friend. We'll have to we'll wrap this one up now. So, hey, awesome. hey, guys at home, I hope you guys enjoyed this, and stay tuned for our next one with Jeff. <laughs>